Well, I am excited to be here tonight. I want to share a little bit. Um, I got a call from Cheryl on Monday. Early, it was a call from Cheryl and Alex and JP. And if you ever answer the call and you hear those three people talking to you, just hold on to your seats. You don't know what's coming. But thankfully, they just asked me if I would speak on Wednesday night about some of the Lord, things that the Lord has been putting on my heart. And um, what I want to talk to, about tonight, like the crux of it is about diligence. And, and that's what I want to go into is, is, is diligence. And really diligence, the difference between diligence and discipline. And, uh, and, and Alex asked that I share a little bit about what the Lord has been walking me through as I've been learning these things, um, just kind of physically and spiritually. And there's been a lot of stuff related to this, and this has been like a eight, ten-year process of what the Lord's been walking me through. And, and, and really, I just feel like we've only just begun, you know, right? You know, that, that's the singing you get from me tonight. Sharing horizons, just the two of us, <laughs> right? <laughs> that was, I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, listen, so when I was, I was thinking about what the Lord wanted me to share tonight, and, and this is, has nothing to do with this word, and this, I don't need this ain't God, but like I was laying in bed and I was listening to Carly Simon, and I don't know if this is just a confessional or what, but like the Lord was giving me stuff and it was like, I was listening to the song was like, you're so vain. And I felt like the Lord was giving me stuff. And I was like, I am, I'm so vain. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, man, the Lord will speak to you through anything, won't he? You know, I bet I think this sermon's about me. Don't I? Don't I? Huh? Okay. Well, let's, let's get into the actual message. I'll stop making Lame references here. Um, that is a true story, though, and I don't know what happened. And when that, after that happened, I was like, okay, I don't know what that was about. But the, the Lord has been speaking to me about diligence. And for those of you that don't know, like I've, the Lord has started me on this process uh, about two years ago um, of, you know, of, of like weight loss, right? So I was like super fat. And then the Lord gave me um, some simple things that he wanted me to do to to, to lose weight. And, and there's a couple people here tonight that helped with that. Sue, um, you know, helped prompt that. And Dr. Joe helped prompt that. You know, Sue was just, and, and, and you know, she came up to me and she's like, Stephen, I feel like the Lord. And, and when Sue, you know, when Sue gets a word, you just, just listen, okay? Just pay, just pay attention. And she had this word, she goes, Stephen, I just feel like the Lord saying, you know, enough is enough. Like it's time. It's time. That was her word, which what I heard is the Lord saying, come on, Stephen, you're too fat. Like, you know, and so I, I translate that word and Sue's like, no, I was much nicer than that. But that was the, but that was what the, what the Lord was saying, right? And Dr. Joe had a very similar word that he brought to me. It was just like, you know, when you've got just like people in the church coming up to you being like, you're just too fat, you know, then it's okay. I, I, maybe I'm too fat. Like, but you already know, but you want like when the Lord's giving it to you, you know, then it's like, all right, clearly I haven't been paying attention enough on my own. If the Lord starts calling on people, like, what's the next step? Is it like I'm walking in the woods and the rocks start crying out, you're too fat, you're too fat, right? Like, that's, I, I don't want to get to that point. Like, let me listen to the Lord. I didn't catch it the first time when he told it to me. Now he's using other people to tell me, let's catch it before it moves to the next step. Um, 
So, <laughs> yeah, so obedience, listen to it, right? Because the Lord's going to get your attention. Um, and there were other things, right, that were going on at the same time. My son was getting old enough to where he was starting. Not, he had already been walking at that point for um, over a year. He started walking at about nine months, but he was getting to that point where now he was really comfortable and he's starting to run. And you realize at 340 pounds that you, you're not going to be able to keep up with him in a way and be the dad that you want to be if you're in that kind of condition, right? Like, I, I, I'm not going to be able to be the father that I feel he deserves if I'm in that condition. So there's all these things working together. But what it really boils down to is the Lord arrests you and says, all right, let's, let's do something different. And of course, you know, I had been struggling with it for eight, 10 years or something, whatever the, the timeline had been. And, uh, you know, how, how, do you, how do you do that? What does that look like um, if you've tried everything, right? And what it requires is the Lord to, to, to transform your mind. The Lord has to transform your heart and transform your mind. It requires revelation, and then it requires acting on that revelation from God. And that's the only way to do it, right? These, these, broken, these broken pathways in our head, these broken ways of thinking, it, ha- it has to be God. God has to bring a change. But, and, and, this was the, and this was the part that the Lord really hit home to me, was like, he will bring that change and he'll do that transformation. But like, there's this diligence aspect of it that I think I had been running from all my life with stuff, which he had taught me some about in a, in a different arena. Um, and then when he, so when we got to that point, like I was ready for it. I was ready for that message then. And so before I get into the details of diligence, I, I want to share about these three. And, and I, when, I was, um, when I was praying about what to share tonight, as far as like my story, like what happened with me, like I, I felt there were these like three areas that the Lord kind of moved in, right? And one, one was like what I did, like my job, my career, right? And, and one was how I interacted with people. And then one was me like physically, like, you know, how the condition of my body and the Lord over time like began a transformation process and, and, and I'm saying began and a process because it's not over and and one of the nice things about getting comfortable with the idea of diligence is that you you get comfortable with the idea that the work never ends it, it doesn't stop it's it's constant and and it's going to be ongoing and there's no stopping point like you just you do the work and and then and until one day it's over and the lord says all right you know we're we're coming home but the but the process is ongoing the process is constant and never ends and i had spent like my whole life like in certain areas skating by you know not doing everything like i was very very creative driven by laziness right like i was really good at coming up ways to not do the work right? Really good at coming up with really efficient ways, which is what I, part of why I felt I was a good engineer, because I was really good at coming up with schemes to like do as little as possible to achieve the goal I wanted to achieve, right? Like what's the least amount of input that I can provide to get the maximum amount of output? And there's certain things that that works in, but there's other things that that just doesn't work in. And, you know, and one of those was, was physically, like you don't, you don't get the desired output without putting the work in. It just, it just doesn't happen. Like that was one of the things that the Lord taught me. Like to, for starting with that like career and that job aspect of it, I felt like the Lord called me um, to go back to school when I was in, I was basically in a, it wasn't a terrible job, but it was a job that like wasn't doing anything that I was good at. Um, 
I, I mean, I was good at it, but it w wasn't really using any of my talents or abilities. And, and the pay was going to be something that always left my family in a, you know, we were never going to be able to thrive in it. It was, it was government work and it was local government work, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it was like, it, it, it wasn't going anywhere. I, I was stuck in it and I didn't, I didn't have a degree. So I felt like the Lord was calling me back into school. And, you know, when you go from having blown it your first time around and now he's calling you back, but he's calling you back after you've gotten married and now you're going back to school and you've got kids and there's a whole lot more on the line. And instead of having it all paid for through scholarships, like I had the first time around, the second time around, I'm, I'm taking out loans for it. So it's like, well, if I don't finish, the, the stakes have gone up in every regard, right? So you, so you better finish. And so all of a sudden, like the work set in, right? Like, and it was work and it was six solid years of more work than I had ever done in my life. And, and it was, and through that time, like, and God told me to trust him and I had to take steps of faith. But the Lord said, if you just keep doing it, and it was this diligence, it was every single, every single day, there was no, it felt like there was no off time for six straight years. It was like, you have to be on the ball, keep doing it, stay diligent, stay diligent, stay diligent. And, and, and you will, and what God promised will come to pass. And, and that's one of the things that I, that I want to get to a little bit later on about diligence is diligence. <sighs> Diligence is trusting that the result belongs to the Lord. Discipline, anybody can work, anybody can, can, be, can be disciplined, and you can, you can get that aspect of it and feel the weight of the responsibility of the result on your shoulders. But for me, the, the difference was with diligence, it was here's what the Lord called me to do, and if I'll do it, and if I'll be consistent with it, if I'll do everything that the Lord asked me to do, God will bring about the result that he promised. And the, the result, not having the weight of the responsibility of the result on my shoulders made all the difference in the world. When I, when I could just trust, like the Lord said, if you, if you just keep doing this thing I asked you to do, then I, I promise, what I promised isn't going away. It's that those conditional promises, right, like the Lord makes all throughout Scripture, if you'll do this, I'll do this. And trusting that if the Lord says, if I do this, that he is going to hold up his end of the bargain. And so all of a sudden, all that weight of responsibility is off you, and it frees you up to work harder. It, free, it doesn't free you up to sit back and say, oh, glory to God. Now I can sit back and, and watch all the good things happen. Like, bring on all the good things, Lord. No, it's, it's a, he says, if you do this, if you do this, I'll do that, right? It was the work. If I do this work, God's promised that if I'll put it in, if I'll, if I'll do this and focus my work in this area, that the Lord's going to be faithful to bring about the result that he promised. And I saw that with school, right? I saw that after six years, you know, the Lord, and, and he provided through it all. Like we got to different points where it was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family through this, but I, I know that the Lord at X point through the process, he told me to quit this job and run after this. And I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills in three weeks, but every single time, like if I trusted the Lord and I put in the work, the Lord was faithful and there was something there. There was, and it wasn't that money dropped from heaven, right? The Lord gave me an avenue where I could work. The Lord provided a way for me to do something, right? Like that, the Lord provided opportunities. Like at no point did, did the Lord say, all right, here you go. Just like drop it, you know, here, here it is coming from heaven. It's time to sit back. That, that's, and, and I don't know, just with, with the journey the Lord's been walking me on, I don't want that anymore. You know, I don't want that moment where, 
I've arrived and I can just sit back and wait for it to fall. Like I, I like this process and this journey that the Lord has, has called me on. And it was the same thing with, um, with my words. So like, you know, I'm, I'm really good at being sarcastic. I'm really good. And, and, and I'm, and I understand people. Right. And, and I feel like different people have different gifts and I, and I have a good ability to discern and stuff like that. And unfortunately for years that came across as me being really good at making like snide and smart aleck comments and being sarcastic and making little, you know, snide remarks to people, just being funny, right? Joking around. And when the Lord gets a hold of you and he says, congratulations, like you see a weakness in somebody, something that's there that you can attack with a little joke. And I've given you this, uh, this ability to see that and, and you're gonna piss it away by, by tearing people down and making fun of people when you could turn it around and be encouraging and you could see that thing. And then when I bring that revelation about that thing about that person, build that person up and use the gift that I gave you to step in the gap and speak life into somebody instead of speaking death into somebody. Like, and so, but how did that happen? How did the, you know, and it's, and, and I'm not there yet, right? Like this, hear me for every single thing that I'm talking about here. It's not like I've arrived. And the whole point of the message is you don't arrive. Like you never arrive. Arrival isn't the point. But the, the process that the Lord got me, got me started on, when he revealed that, when he revealed that weakness, what the Lord said was, okay, you, it's not about just understanding it. Now just wait, wait until all of a sudden I become a more encouraging person. Like, all right, sit back and just pray. And, and you know, boom, you know, by the power of grace goal, a lightning bolt will come down and I'll have a He-Man moment and all of a sudden I'll be encouraging to people. That's not how it happened. What the Lord said and what, happened was next time you like have that inkling like in your flesh and you're like oh i see like hey you can make a funny comment about that person's hair i mean come on look at it you know you want to (laughs) and and the lord says at that moment you choose to say something encouraging like ignore ignore what you want to do what was your nice little defense mechanism, that little thing that you hid behind for years because you were so uncomfortable in your own skin, thank you, that you would turn to that? If you'll ignore that and you'll choose, every time that desire comes up, choose to do the different thing. Pay attention to it and make that choice and do the thing. Notice it requires action on my part, right? It requires, it's not just sitting back and waiting for the aha, you know, light explosion of power of Jesus from within me and everything has changed. It requires me doing something. It requires in that moment me making that choice to speak life, to be encouraging, to do to be something different in that in that moment. And over and over again choosing again to make that choice. And I haven't arrived. And there's people in this room right now who can tell you just from experience with me in the last couple of weeks, I have not arrived. But I'm better than I was. Right? And I and, and, and I'm committed to being better than I used to be. And, the, and it's the same thing with the physical transformation, right? Like that and, and how it started. And, and we don't, and the Lord's not calling, in the, and this is the thing that we hold ourselves to, right? We, we hold ourselves to this standard, like we can't, we're not gonna do it unless we see what the final picture looks like right away or something like that. Or, or we're gonna do it only if we can do it in its perfect iteration the first time through right it, it, which you don't get to like we're not going to hit that final perfect point but just 
when you when you recognize it, when you recognize the right thing to do, if you'll just in that moment make the choice to do the right thing, that choice over and over and over again, over time begins to do something different. You become a different person. The the God transforms you into doing something different. To put it in very practical terms for you, two years ago when I was 340 pounds, and 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 I'd gotten this word from Sue, you know, the Steve, you're too fat. And Dr. Joe, the Steve, you're too fat. You know, like, what's going on? And and I got this word, right? And all this, and the Lord was doing the, this other stuff, and all these things kind of came to a head. And and I was like, well, Lord, what what do I do? I've tried everything, right? I've tried, I've tried the fancy diets. I've tried the not so fancy diets. I've I've tried going like gung ho all in right away. And like every single time I seem to burn out, like every, you know, I've tried doing the vegan thing. I've tried doing the vegetarian thing, which I can, I, I like, I'm so good at getting fat on special diets. Like I will find a way, like I, I have a special talent. Like if that was a spiritual ability, like I would possess it, you know, like, <laughs> and so what, the, and, and the Lord knows, right? So, so he goes, here's what I want you to do. And he gave me these really practical steps. It was, I want you to just, you know, there was, there was this app on my phone. Just start tracking everything that you're eating and mark it down in there, do it right, and start walking. Like, that, that was, I was like, God, how am I going to work out? Like, I'm 340 pounds. You know how hard it is to work out? Like, I tried running. I can't even make it a mile. Like, I'm exhausted. Like, what, how, how do I actually do this? And so, but that was the way I approached it every other time before. It was like you get ramped up and you get that big aha moment, right? And you're like, I'm going in full charge. And what the Lord told me this time was like, just do these small things I've asked you to do. Just make this good choice over and over again. The small right decision over and over again. Be diligent with what I'm calling you to do. Be diligent with this action I'm asking you to do. And trust me. Like, you know, and that was that difference with the discipline and the diligence, right? Like, the result, like, God, like, took the weight off my shoulder. Like, that was the cool thing is all these other things, right, when you go, like, all in on, like, a diet or something, and, and I know a lot of y'all in here feel me on this, and some of you who don't, you know, I'll try to relate it to some other stuff in a little bit, but you you go all in on it, and that first day when you screw up and you just start spiraling out of control, right? Like, you, you were so committed to not eating an Oreo that when you, you know, every time you walked by that bag, and you started side eyeballing it, right? And that Oreo, and all of a sudden you realize one of your eyes was tracking the Oreo bag all the time. And your your wife thinks you got a lazy eye, and it's like, no, sorry, that that left eye was just tracking the Oreo bag. <laughs> and so you finally go over there, right? And you were telling yourself, I'm not gonna eat an Oreo, and you break down and you eat an Oreo, right? And all of a sudden you just it's over. Right? You failed. You have failed. So if you're gonna fail, fail big. Right? So, like, before you know it, all the Oreos are gone. All the Oreos are gone, right? Like, that's just. <laughs> and then, why stop with the Oreos, right? What else is in the pantry? <laughs> go big or go home, baby. We're... <laughs> it's over. I failed, right? And then the next day, right, you wake up, and you're like, oh, I failed yesterday. I, I'm still a failure, you, you know, it's, and, and it takes so much, and, and after so much time of failing over and over again with it, eventually you just give up. The next thing you know, you know, you're two or three pounds heavier than you were than you started the last time, right? That, that whole process, it's just, it's, you get stuck in it. It doesn't work. But when the Lord tells you, 
there's so much release when it's like, if I screw up this one day and the Lord says, no, you don't have to like come up with this scheme to make up for everything you did wrong the day before. All you got to do is the next day, if you screw up, just go back to doing those same little things that I asked you to do before. And if you keep doing that little thing, be diligent. Don't, don't come up with a scheme in your own mind as to how you're going to make up for your failure. Just go back. Don't go back to what you think you need to do. Just go back to what the Lord asked you to do. Be diligent with it. Do the thing that the Lord asked you to do. He will be faithful to do what he said he would do. If we're faithful in being obedient, and what did he ask me to do? He asked me to do this small thing. And as I was faithful in that small thing, then even when I screwed up, if I would bring it back in to the small thing that God asked me to do, then the success continued. Then I I would continue to be transformed into what God was calling me to be. And over time, it worked. And it it, it grows, right? It, It grows. When it started out, you know, I was tracking all this stuff. And like, and this was a, you know, and this is gonna sound, it was compared to where I am, what I'm doing now, like this was so, it seems so little, but at the time it was so much more than I had been doing, but it was just going out on my lunch break. And the little thing on the little app said, just get 7,500 steps a day. If you'll just walk 7,500 steps. And I was like, you know, and I had to make sure my phone was on me because I couldn't afford to go out and buy a Fitbit or something like that. So it was like, well, my phone is gonna have to be the tracker. So I'll leave that in my pocket and just trust, you know, what that says but just get 7,500 steps a day, right? Just do that. And over time, like, and I was, I was finding new ways and faithful in those little things, then the Lord would start doing more. And as the Lord starts doing more, you start seeing more results and more stuff starts happening. And so like, you know, and then over two years, next thing you know, it's, it's entirely different. You, you know, and you've become a different person and you've transformed into a different person. And the Lord has been faithful, believe it or not. He actually did what he promised he would do if I did what he said he would do. Right? If I was diligent in doing the small things that the Lord asked me to do, he was faithful to hold up his end of the bargain. The result, I, there was no pressure. <laughs> there was no pressure. There was no devastation or point of failure because I knew if I screwed up, the next day you just start doing it again. Just what, what did the Lord ask you to do? I'm going to do that small thing again. So there's, there were those, those were thro- three big things that the Lord changed in me. And, and one thing, and, and this is something that I wanted to, okay. What, what, I was talking to Marana beforehand, and, and is it okay if I share a couple of things? There, I wanted to encourage you guys with some other stuff as well, because what I want to do is I want to bring this back around to what the Lord is doing at Eastside now, and like in, in walking in the Spirit, right? Walking out our spiritual gifts and, and the fruit of the Spirit, and in the relationship with the Lord and, and all these different things and, and with what the Lord's calling us to as a church with the fasting and the prayer and all this stuff is that, you know, all these things, the Lord's called us to be to be diligent in these things. And you, you don't have to have some big giant, you know, swashbuckling move that you're, that you're gonna get involved with. Just hear what is the Lord asking you to do? Be consistent in doing that thing. Miranda, we, her and I were talking about, you know, hearing the voice of the Lord and and getting a getting a word for people and and well, how do you how do you know, right? And and so often as Christians, we we rebel against this idea of diligence, right? We because it's the Lord's idea, so our flesh wants to rebel against the idea of diligence, right? We get locked into this pattern of thinking where we want to see big results right away, 
So what we want, when we want to see the Lord move, we want to sit back and we want to pray. And sometimes not even pray. We want to sit back and just trust, right? That, that the Lord is going to do something big and then we're just going to feel it, right? I'm like, oh, oh, there it was. There it was. I don't want Oreos anymore. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's, it's, not, it's not how it happens or, or that there's going to be, y- y- y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm having a trouble articulating it right now, but we're, we're waiting for this moment of clarity, this moment of revelation that is somehow going to be accompanied by God doing all the work for us. <laughs> That's stupid. Like, like I, I mean, I'm with, like, I'm there. Right. Like that's that's what I that's the pattern I get locked into is thinking that like God's going to bring revelation and then he's going to do all the work. And and, and I'm going to get to what Miranda and I were talking about in just a second. But the what the Lord does is he brings revelation. And then he gives us a plan. Right. He gives us those things that he needs to do. The Lord brought revelation through what he what he spoke to me. He spoke it to me. He spoke it through Sue. He spoke, spoke it through Joe. It was this moment of revelation that the Lord brought. Right, but he didn't do the work. Because that's mine to do. Right? The Lord we don't have to work for the Lord's love, right? We don't work for that. We don't work for our salvation, right? It's the free gift of God. Right? Now all the spoils, everything else, hold on to your seats, because that requires work. Okay? Taking back what the enemy stole from you, that requires work. If you want to see the, the, the move of the Spirit in your life, that requires work, okay? That whole difference between discipline and diligence, remember what I said the difference was? It was in that burden that you feel for the result, right? Where that difference is not is in the work required to get there, okay? You got to work for it. You're, you, you don't have to work for the Lord's love, and you don't have to work for the Lord's salvation. Those were give me's, right? The, and here's the Lord gave them to you so you could be free to have full access to the storehouse and to the shed that had all the tools in it for you to go out and do the work that he's called you to do. Okay, that salvation and that love, that unlocked the door. He's let you in the door and he said, okay, everything you need to accomplish everything that I want you to do in life, to do all the work that I have for you to do, to do everything that I've set aside for you to do, I've opened the door. You have a relationship with me. You're a son. You're a prince. You're an heir to the promise. Everything's here for you. Open up the door. Now go in, grab the tool you need, and go do the work. He's freed, he didn't free you from work. He freed you up to do the work. You're, and that work is, is walking in diligence. We keep doing it. Keep doing the thing that the Lord asked you to do. You, you can't expect to get revelation from God and then just see things change in your life. It doesn't happen. It's just not, I mean, it's just not the way it happens, right? Like the Lord takes time. Look at everything, every person that the Lord did a crazy work in in the Bible. Every time the Lord did something massive in the Bible, he took his time. I mean, Jesus didn't start his ministry until he was 30 years old. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not Jesus. <laughs> I'm lucky that he's, you know, that I feel like the Lord's doing something before I'm 80, right? Like, how much time do we need? I, I don't know, but he took his time with Jesus. And he took his time with the disciples, and he took his time with Paul, right? He gave Paul that revelation moment on the road, you know, on the road to uh, Damascus. But then it was how many years? Two years there with the Christians, just listening, learning, 
before he did anything else with them. And then Paul goes on to say in Philippians, he's still running. He's still pressing in, right? Like there, there's, there's no moment. If you, if you take a second and sit back and look at how, and, and maybe this isn't true for you guys, but this is true for me. There were so many times in my life where I was pursuing God doing something because I wanted him to do it, right? I, like I, I, I didn't want to be empowered by God to do it myself. I wanted God to do this thing. I wanted God to go in and break it. And, and Jesus, the whole time he says it right there in plain English, I've given you all authority. <laughs> You've got all the tools you need, all authority, I, every, everything in heaven and earth. I've given you the keys, okay? That was the gimme, the free gift, love, salvation, life. It's all yours to walk in. You got to do the walking. You got to get the tool. You got to walk it out. Proverbs 13, verse 4. And this really goes to the heart of, of diligence, in the, in the revelation that the Lord has been doing in me. It says, The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Diligence is our part. And, the, and, 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 and this sums it up so perfectly, why it's not discipline. It says, The soul of the diligent shall be made rich, right? If I'm diligent to do those things that the Lord asked me to do, he's going to hold up his end of the bargain. He's going to do his part. He's going to, all those promises are yes and amen, right? Which is, you know, and gosh, how many times have I been, have I been so foolish to sit back and say, all the promises of God, yes and amen. And then I sit back and wait for the promises of God. Nah, that's no fun. (laughs) And it's, and it's not rewarding. If God gave it to you that way, you wouldn't appreciate it. <laughs> if God helped me be not fat by giving me some overnight thing, and then a month later I was 130 pounds lighter and in shape and stuff, I wouldn't appreciate it, right? And, 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 I'd, and I'd go right back to it and be like, yeah, them Oreos weren't that bad. Hey, all it took was a month. But when it takes two years to get down, right, you're a whole lot more committed to that little diligence piece. Like, all right, I'll keep doing that little thing, Lord. I'm all good with that, you know? And, and the Lord, there's, there's so many things in our lives. There's so many ways that this plays out. So there's a couple things about diligence additionally that I wanted to share. Um, and then the Lord has given me some stuff during worship here. So if it's a little scatterbrained, hope, you know, bear with me, but I promise there'll be some good sound bites. <laughs> so village, so here's, here's a good part. Busyness does not equal diligence, okay? D- diligence is doing the work that the Lord asked you to do. Busyness is you just doing crap, right? Like, <laughs> there's all kind of stuff in our life that we're doing just because we're doing it, and it has nothing to do with what the Lord's asked you to do. You know, and the Lord ain't promised you nothing about it, okay? You're, you're doing it because you think it sounds good, because you think it needs to be done, because all this kind of stuff wrapped up in you, because you got all these good ideas about what you think needs to happen and what needs to be in your life, and you're doing all these different things, and then you get wore out, and you're like, oh, Lord, I just need the rest. I need you to move, Lord. I need you to move, and you just sit back, and you're waiting for the Lord to do something. You're saying, but I'm doing everything, and the Lord's like, you're doing everything except what I asked you to do. Like, if you're not doing what the Lord asked you to do, then it's not, you're not doing anything diligent. You're just doing stuff, because you're, you're, you're working in your own power. 
if you want to, if you if you want that rest that come, if you want to, if you want to be able to rest in the middle of the work, to like be working and not be burned out, you need to be working and doing the stuff that the Lord asked you to do. Because trust me, He'll give you enough to do. He'll keep you busy. All right, don't worry about it. But He'll keep you busy in a way that you're going to feel refreshed and revived the whole time that you're busy, and you're going to be pressing, and you're going to be going, and you're going to be working, and you're going to be loving it. I promise. Okay, if, but if you're, if you're doing something where you're working to get to a place of rest, if you're just working, 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 you're like, oh, I can't wait for rest. I just need to take a break. Then you're doing something wrong. That's not diligence, okay? Diligence, the Lord, the Lord created the Sabbath for us, right, to give us a break, right? Like, and, 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 here's, and here's the difference, here's the distinction that I, I wanted to draw is that if you're... <laughs> If you're constantly feeling like all you want is a break, then you need to re- reevaluate what you're working for, what, what, what it is that God's asking you to do. Make sure that that's what you're pursuing because the whole idea with diligence, and this is something I was talking about earlier, is that as you're working it out, and, and Miranda and I were talking a little bit about this, we get locked into these mindsets where we set a goal, and it's like, okay, all right, I'm ready to go, Lord. I got this, this goal, and I'm going to be diligent. I feel like you're calling me to do this, and this is the goal that I'm working towards. And so, like, all of a sudden, we're working towards a goal, but that's, that's not the point, right? Like, it's, it's good to have goals. There's nothing wrong with goals. But the thing is, if you're working towards a goal, then you'll start to kind of say, well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm this far away from the goal. If I just push a little harder, if I go in a little deeper, then I can, I can make it happen, like, I can kind of accelerate that work that the Lord's asked me to do. If I kick in a little bit extra, right, then I can, I can make that happen a little faster than what the Lord did. So then you get there and you feel burned out, right? And all of a sudden you're working for the rest period. The whole idea behind diligence is you keep working, you keep working, you keep working, you do it. And when you achieve something, when you find this milestone and you get there, you say, God, that was awesome. What's next? What's next? And the Lord says, take a break for a second. Take a deep breath. Let's take a rest. Okay. All right. You got caught your breath. Now let's now now we'll move on to what's next. Like if you're moving in diligence, if you're moving in the purpose and the plan that God has for your life, you're gonna be chomping at the bit to keep going. Because you'll realize that what the Lord asked you to do, those steps that He's asked you to take, that they're accomplishing something that's tremendous. And you love to see what the Lord is doing, and the Lord is doing something awesome in you. And so you're not, when, when you get to a milestone, you're just like, okay, does it get better than this? And the Lord's like, yeah, it kind of gets better. And you're like, all right, well, let me, and he's like, hold on a second. Okay, go. And then and, and you're chomping it and you're ready to go and you're ready to work. You're ready to do the thing. You're not running away from the work. You're running into the work. Why? Because it doesn't feel like work, right? It's, it's work. I mean, don't get me wrong. It feels like work, right? Like a push-up still feels like a push-up. You know what I mean? You know, after after two years, but I could just do more of them, right? And I can I can do more sit-ups. I can actually run further than I used to be able to do. And and you don't you know feel quite as much like dying, but it still feels like work. Okay, <laughs> the work and and I wrote this down, and I don't know the best way to say it, and that it probably isn't a good way to articulate it. But if, if, you're, if you're hoping that the work at some point stops feeling like work, I'm, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's going to feel like work, okay? 
like because and, and we need to get over the idea that work is bad or something i don't know where we get that that's the flesh right that's that laziness right we, we don't want it to feel like work we want it to be easy we want to arrive paul doesn't get to arrive right <laughs> he, he was not granted that why why should we think that we get to arrive before we arrive you get to arrive someday okay one day you will die i promise <laughs> But until then, embrace the work. Embrace that the Lord wants to do something new in you. Embrace that even at 70 years old, God has a new work that he wants to do in you, new work, and you get to buckle down and put your nose to the grindstone, and you get to get diligent in these things that the Lord asks you to do, and you get to see lives change, and you get to see people change. You get to see yourself changed. Even after all that time, why would you want to arrive? Julie, do you want to be have arrived? Have arrived? No, I mean, I'm glad you didn't arrive. I did an unbound session with Julie, I don't know, was it last week or something? And it, and it was amazing, rocked me, right? Like just the Lord did all kind of stuff and working and all kind of stuff. I'm glad, Julie, that you have not arrived yet. I'm glad you're still working. I'm glad that Julie is being diligent with the work that the Lord gave her to do because she's still impacting people and the Lord's not done with her. I'm, ju- I'm glad that Julie hasn't gotten lazy with the Lord. I'm glad Julie's doing a better job at it than I am because <laughs> I needed her to. We all do. We, we got to stop running from work, right? Proverbs over and over again, it addresses laziness, and it's a problem. It was a, it was a problem for me for a long time. And we all got areas where it hits us, right? It looks a little bit different with everybody. I was fortunate enough, and hear me, I was fortunate enough that my laziness was expressed physically, Okay? Because everybody could call me on it. <laughs> and lots of people did. Right? Some in not as nice ways as others. Right? But you, but, and it's made obvious. And it's made plain. And you don't get to hide it. Right? That's, that's laziness that you don't get to hide. It's, it's there. And it's real. And everybody knows about it. And it sucks when you walk around and you know everybody knows about it. And then when, even when people are being nice about it, that everybody kind of knows, you know, there's, you know, there's the elephant in the room and it's you. Right? Like... <laughs> so it's it just is what it is but God right so so listen don't have any regrets I don't have any regrets I made bad decisions about food all that kind of stuff for a long time but you know what I am who I am today because of that process, because of what the Lord walked me through. You know, if, if you were making bad decisions for 10 years, don't sit back and say, oh, God, if only I had listened to you 10 years ago. No. I, I, man, Moses in the desert for 40 years. But you know what? It's all part of God's plan. It took 40 years in the desert for God to make Moses into who he was to do what he wanted him to do. Don't sit there and lament over who you were. Just begin embracing who God wants you to be. Because there is no regret. Like, if you're you're regretting God's process, you know, every stupid decision you've made is something that God is using to make you who you are today. So choose today to follow the Lord. Choose today to make the good decision, to start doing the work, to start doing the thing that the Lord has asked you to do. Stop lamenting who you were in the past, disqualifying yourself because of bad decisions before, and just start doing what the Lord has asked you to do. 
He's going to be faithful with it, okay? Stop regretting. Stop looking back. Stop holding on to that. Don't disqualify yourself, okay? Remember salvation, love. God's given that freely, and that's all the qualification you need to walk that out. I really wanted to talk a little bit more about, like, hearing the voice of the Lord and, and walking that out, but I, I don't have time, maybe some other time. Um, but all those things, the, the, all the gifts of the Spirit, all the fruit of the Spirit, guess what? They don't just happen. God gives you opportunities to work those things out, to practice those things, to work those things, to be diligent. Okay, you're never going to feel fully equipped. You're never going to feel 100%, just like Don. If you, where I'm going with this is just what Don said on Sunday morning, Okay. You're not going to get that moment where you feel 100% sure of something the Lord's asked you to do. But if we're diligent to take a step on something we think the Lord's asked us to do, over and over again, you keep doing that, that little thing. Be diligent. Be diligent with that little word you think the Lord maybe is saying. Be willing to screw up. Be willing to fail. Be diligent. And the Lord's going to grow you until you are moving bigger and bolder in those things, until you do start looking more and more like Christ. So, God's calling us to diligence, and Michael, when he came up here, and he shared right before I started yapping, it was, what is the Lord asking you to say yes to? What work? Think about something you've been avoiding because it sounded like work that involved God. It's something you feel like the Lord's called you to, and you're like, oh, Lord, I don't feel like doing that. So you've been avoiding it. What is that thing that the Lord's asking you to do? He's asking you to be diligent in. What's the thing that the Lord's asking you to say yes to? Because I promise you, if you say yes to it, if you just start doing that little thing, that God's going to be faithful to do his end of it. God's going to be faithful to bring about change. He's going to be faithful to hold up his end of the promise. His promises are yes and amen. And he's fully equipped us to do it all. And if we'll embrace that idea of diligence, the work, embrace the work. Embrace the work because it'll make you more like him and you'll see change in the world around you. And guess what? All that work that you're doing, you can do it free from the burden of the result. Okay? You don't have to carry around the burden that that final result rests on your shoulders. It's God's promise. God's got the result. If you're faithful to do the work, you just keep doing the work. Okay? You just keep doing the work. You just keep doing the thing that he's asked you to do in the area that he's asked you to do it in, and God's going to change your life. He's going to rock your life. You just commit to doing the work, okay? You can't fail <laughs> if you're diligent in doing what the Lord asked you to do because the Lord can't fail, all right? Does that make sense? If you're diligent to do the work, success rests on the Lord's shoulders. That's a pretty good place to be in. That's a safe place to be in. That's a safe umbrella to work under, all right? So let's get to work. Father God, we thank you um, for your message to us today. Father God, I, 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 I'm humbled that I'm even up here talking about this because, Father God, you and I both know just how entrenched I still am in this message and learning this and walking this out and, and this becoming real to me. So, Father God, I just pray that you would continue to make this revelation real to me and to everybody here, Father God. I pray, Lord, that we would embrace the work that you've called us into, whatever it is, Father God, whatever that thing is, Father God. The, there's so many aspects of walking that out, Lord, spending time with you, getting into Scripture, 
talking with you, pouring into our families. Whatever it is that you're calling us to, that diligence in right now, Father, I pray that that we would commit to it. I pray, Father God, that we would embrace the work. I pray, Father, that I don't pray. I thank you that you are faithful. You're faithful to to bring it to pass. So I just pray, Father, that you would bring revelation to each and every person here tonight, including myself. Bring revelation of what it is that you want to do. Bring revelation of what it is that you're calling us to, to work in, to be diligent in. And we thank you, Father God, that whatever that thing is you're calling everybody in here to, that you're faithful to bring the result to it to, to completion. You're faith you're faithful to do it. And you're faithful to bring us through it, Father God. And I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you that you've called us to work. I thank you, Father God, that you've called us to press on towards the goal, looking toward you, Father God, the author and the finisher of our faith, that we would take hold of the thing for which you've taken hold of us, the thing that you've called us to do, and that we would press on, and we would continue to press, we would continue to work, and that we would not relent until you take us home. We thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. Thank you for what you're doing in us and through us. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.